Up next is point-and-click radio. And since we don't have a CD player working... Yeah, I can't do that for more than a minute or two. I know. It says it's playing. I don't get it. And uh, thank you, John Cage, for our introduction. <laughs> Obscure humor, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Although, you know what? He wrote it, but it was actually performed by a rock band, and they sped it up, so... <laughs> yes, exactly. And you, if you play it backwards, it's mind blowing. <laughs> Instead of what is four, the name of that piece? Is it four, four minutes and thirty three seconds? Four minutes and thirty three seconds. A an, a an avant garde musical piece by the late John Cage, which yes. consisted of four minutes and thirty three seconds of complete silence. Although he went to point out that it's actually whatever ambient room is there. Exactly, and, and I think it was first performed at like an outdoor music festival-y kind of yeah. environment, you know, Tanglewood kind of thing in Massachusetts where you heard birds and you heard wind noise and yeah. things like that. So um, He also um, made the sound of his uh, piano lid opening and closing to begin and end the piece. Oh, there you go. There you go. I, I practiced that myself and I've gotten pretty good at it. And, and there, of course, the other great story, and this is, a, you know, a copyright matter that we've talked about on the show sometimes. There was a, a band, a rock band, I think it was, that did a, well, a cover, a version of it that they called something like homage to four minutes and 33 seconds. And John Cage's estate sued them oh. for copyright infringement <laughs> and won. And the judge said the reason that that they found against the, the band and, and in favor of John Cage's estate was that the title of the song specifically referred back to the original. If they had just called it some random silence, then it wouldn't have been a problem. But they said they, they specifically referred to the John Cage uh, composition in the uh, in the in this in the in their versions of the in their version of the song. Yeah. And so they were guilty of infringement on four minutes and 33 seconds of silence oh well oh well fortunately i'm never quiet for four minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds so i will never be guilty of infringement of that um, but we do have a lot to cover tonight on tonight's edition of point and click radio this is the bi-weekly computer show here in kzyx the place where we answer your computer questions and bring you the latest computer and internet news and there is some latest news um, from apple in fact today introducing a new version of the iphone the apple watch um, those airpod things that you stick in your ear and ultimately lose and we're going to talk about those in just a minute but we want to start out with something that well we, we want to talk about something that everybody's talking about these days and that is the weather um, it's been toasty around here lately and um, and there have been some fires. Fortunately, knock on wood, he says, knocking on his head very hard right now. Um, they have not um, blossomed into you know disaster st scope um, in 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 our immediate area. Um, but it's definitely prudent to be alert. And um, there are two apps that I am particularly fond of that um, that. I strongly recommend that everybody have on their smartphones, their Apple phones, their, uh, their, their Android phones or their tablets. They're both free. Uh, one is a weather app called Wonderground. And that's, 
it sounds like wonder, like wonder bread, W-O-N-D-E-R, but it isn't. It's W-U-N-D-E. So and I imagine the word underground with a W at the beginning of it. Well, it's short for weather underground. It's short for wonder, weather underground, exactly. And the cool thing about Wonderground is that it lists temperatures of personal weather stations and on against a map and also a searchable, there's a search box. And they, of course, list the National Weather Service, you know, official temperature gauges that might be at the airport and, and locations like that. But as everyone knows, in this part of the world, we live in the land of microclimates. It can be 55 degrees on the coast. It can be 95 degrees in Philo. It can be 105 degrees in Boonville and 115 in Ukiah, right. all within a 50 or so mile um, area. So just knowing what the temperature is at an official National Weather Service location isn't probably going to give you the information that you're really looking for, like how hot is it really right now? Yeah. And that's the cool thing about Wonderground. You can you can buy a personal weather station. They have a on their website wonderground.com. They have a page about kind of how to join this network of hundreds of thousands of personal weather stations around the world. And people put them up and they make the data available to Wonderground so you can actually see the uh, the, the temperature of a weather station in Elk, for example, if you're a Coastie, uh, or in Albion, um, or in Fort Bragg or Mendocino, um, or in Rancho Navarro, or in Philo or Boonville, and all of the different microclimates that you might encounter. So it's a very um, more granular, more precise way to get a feel for what the temperature is around our area. It's and a cool like I said, it's a free app. It's a cool idea, and I just have to say you have to take some of those readings with a grain of salt because um, there's somebody in Redwood Valley, I think, that has their weather uh, temperature sensor down at the bottom of their well or something like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is definitely, um, it, is, uh, it is, if you are a weather station owner, it's incumbent on you to put it, to place it responsibly. You yes. know, don't put it a foot away from a south facing wall where it's going to get up to 117 even on a even on a cold winter day. Yes. Um, so you're right. Um, if it seems wonky and just kind of like yeah, that can't be right, then it probably isn't. But um, just like really anything that's crowdsourced on the Internet, when oh, you think that's about it. it, it's crowdsourced. And so you have to, um, you know, you have to trust but verify. I finally switched to a different um, a different um, area for the, for my instead of having Redwood Valley, which is about three miles north of my house, I did Calpello, which is about three miles south of my house. So I'm kind of you know, and it's a more accurate temperature. Uh, yeah, you know. sure. So sure. It, yeah, that's handy. But it is really handy to be able to do that and just see what the um, what the microclimates are and stuff like that. Those are those are really good. Yeah. Yeah, and and I like their forecasts too. They have you know they have really good detailed forecasts for. Um, you know, not only temperature and, of course, precipitation during those rare months of the year that it actually rains, um, but also wind speed, which, you know, living on the coast where it's the world's worst climate for badminton, um, it's really good to know kind of what the wind speed is going to be on a given day. Oh, yeah. If you want to fly a drone or maybe even play, play badminton or something like that. Yeah. So Wonderground is, is a great app. It's free. Go grab it. The other app is a fire safety and fire alert um, uh, and information app 
again, also free, and that's called Watch Duty. And um, we mentioned this in a show a month or so ago, and Bob, you actually had some background as to like, who was involved in its creation, right? Which one was that? Watch Duty, the fire oh, app um, that, that aggregates. There's um, a person named Danila Sands who was in the programming, but she has uh, she's been having an alert service. We should get her on the show sometime because she was yeah. she worked with uh, Cal Fire and a whole bunch of other people to help uh, program and and create this. Um, so it's it's done locally. It's it's a it's a local production. That's really cool. Uh, for California. And I've been getting alerts for there was a vineyard, vineyard fire down in St. Helena, I think, or something like that. You can, you can tailor your alerts to how far away from your location you want to have it pop up so you're not getting yeah. the whole state. But it's a, there was a, you know, as I'm sure listeners of this station know that there was a fire and still is a fire in, uh, in, in the Willits area, the Walker fire yes. that, um, that flared up, what was it, maybe a week or two ago, and it seemed like they had beaten it down and gotten it like 80 85% contained, and then there was a flare-up um, maybe yesterday or the day before and some spotting. And the cool thing about this app is that it, it aggregates, it collects all in one place on the app, that is, um, information sources from a lot of different places, from CAL FIRE, from the Sheriff's Office, from the Office of Emergency Services, um, from Twitter feeds, from various um, uh, um, public, you know, public safety uh, feeds. And so, uh, and, and PGE, PG&E um, webcam views of, you know, of like a pointed at the fire. So it's a really great kind of one-stop source for getting information about um about fires that might be taking place yeah a cool feature it has is i believe that uh, anybody using the app can actually upload a picture of a fire if they see one you know? exactly yeah first person there that can see it or has a view of it you know you can go ahead and upload a picture yeah uh, and attach it to that incident it's it's kind of one of those it's one of those apps that we hope that, we'll, that none of us ever will right. ever need oh, won't um, ever need yes and but even if you happen to happen to be having to drive somewhere, you know, when the Walker fire first flared up, there were partial lane closers on uh, on 101. And so if you knew that you were going to be traveling through that part of the world that day, having that kind of information obviously could be really useful in terms of determining your travel plans. So um, Watch Duty is another great app. It's free. Apple, uh, it's available for iPhones, iOS, iPads and Android devices. Um, and between Wonderground and um, and uh, Watch Duty, you will be uh, you'll be that much more equipped for this wacky weather that we're having. And uh, speaking of apps and free, we should also remind people that KZYX now has an app for iPhone yeah. and Android, and um, it's another source of local news <laughs> that Absolutely. you can have in your pocket or purse, or you know, in the car with you or whatever. Of course. If your car has a radio, you can listen to KZYX too. But you know what I'm saying is, if you know if you're in a bad signal range or something like that, and and can uh, get uh, a, an internet connection, you can listen to KZYX over the the phone. And as you well. can also use the app to get the uh, podcast versions of a lot of KZYX programming, That's right. including this show. Yes. Um, if you go, if you're on your on your browser, on your desktop or laptop computer. If you go to kzyx.org slash podcasts, um, you'll see a lot of different ways to access the um, public affairs programming, 
the KZYX News, uh, This Day in History, the local corona, uh, coronavirus update with Dr. Drew Colfax. And you can listen to those through the Apple Podcast Network, through Spotify, through Google Podcasts, basically all of the major ways that people get podcasts these days. Um, that also works on the um, on the mobile app, the free KZYX app for your for your iPhone or Android device. And indeed, um, that's how you would specify. That's one great way to get um, past editions of Point to Click Radio by going to kzyx.org slash podcasts, then clicking um, KZYX Public Affairs. And as you scroll down, you'll see the latest, uh, the, the recent editions of Point and Click. Um, and including the show that we did uh, two weeks ago, um, Bob was on assignment, and uh, Toby at the Point and Click Research Desk and I um, uh, piloted the mighty SS Point and Click. And we had a, a really interesting interview with uh, Tamir Shinak, um, one of the principals of Further Reach. And he talked about what uh, her Further Reach's history was in the area, um, the fact that this giant fiber optic cable comes on shore in Manchester, and that has enabled them to tap into this amazing source of bandwidth and then beam it out throughout the county and where they originally started in the Irish Beach area. Now they are serving down toward um, down toward the Wallala Sea Ranch, Stewart's Point area, I think as far south, um, to just south of Fort Bragg, the Casper area, and then into Anderson Valley. So they've really expanded. Um, and uh, Tamir talked about um, the, uh, the kind of community-minded uh, spirit that they have, the fact that you know, they have a low-income plan um, that is, um, I think, $25 a month for, um, for qualifying um, customers. And they give free internet access to uh, libraries and schools and radio stations, including KZYX. So um, that's worth a listen. That's wonderful. Yeah. And we also talked about something we're going to talk about more in detail on tonight's show. We kind of teased at the fact, because the rumor mills were buzzing about new Apple um, announcements in September, which always happen in at this time of year, new iPhone models and often Apple Watch models. So we talked I, about that. We talked about it. I told Tim he should move the thing to Wednesday so that we could like have good it, job you know job. Yes. usually they're on tuesday they're usually on a tuesday morning and it's usually the iphones that are in iphone announcements are in september but i sent him an email i said tim why don't you move it to wednesday so we can cover it right on point and click that's, that's tim apple right tim apple yes tim apple at apple.com exactly tim apple yes. yeah and so as we as we hinted last week indeed apple did introduce new iPhone models today, as well as a new Apple Watch um, series. And um, those little iPod devices, uh, or AirPods, I should say, the little in-ear um, uh, listening devices. Yeah. Ear, earbuds, I think they're normally called. Earbuds, yes, right. Yeah. Or wireless earbuds, and you know, to put it in a generic category. But yeah, they updated yeah. them. And in the last show, we, we talked kind of about like, uh, Toby found an article that had a really good phrase of, have we reached peak smartphone? That is, every year, 
all the smartphone manufacturers, Samsung, Apple, Motorola, all of them, come out with new models. And the industry stats are showing that fewer people are upgrading each year. And the reason for a lot of people is because the phone I have already does a fine job. And, um, you know, there's obviously an expense to these things. They cost, you know, 500 700 11 1200 depending on what you get and what screen size you get and all the rest. Um, and, of course, they contribute the, to the mountain of e-waste with, uh, you know, the prospect of, uh, you know, people upgrading billions of phones every single year. And so we kind of approached it with a little bit of a, mm, I don't want to say pessimistic, but it made a little bit of a jaded <laughs> eye of like, does the world really need an iPhone 14 or an, an updated phone? It's always going to have a faster processor. It's always going to have a better camera, um, maybe some new, you know, bells and whistles to the screen. Um, but is that really worth taking the plunge and spending that kind of the kind of money that these things cost in order to uh, in order to get those new features. And, you know, that question obviously is something that only um, you, our dear listeners, can answer for yourself, depending on how much you use a phone, how much you use a camera, um, how old, if you do use a phone, a smartphone, how old is it? Um, are you kind of due for an upgrade? Are you finding that you can't upgrade to the latest operating systems or use the latest apps that you want or that the camera is just kind of crummy and, and you know that the cameras have gotten so much better? So as you kind of make a purchasing decision, you kind of have to weigh all of those factors. Kind of a rule of thumb, and I've, I've had a couple of people ask me this over the last couple of weeks because they heard the show of like, you know, you know, I have an eight, uh, an iPhone eight. You know, should I should I upgrade? You know, should I take the plunge? And for that person, I said, oh yeah, you're due. Um, the phone the phones have improved so much since then that um, you know, it's you're you know you don't need to feel guilty about contributing to e-waste. Um, the cameras have gotten so much better. They're so much faster. The screens have gotten so much better. Yeah, if you've got a five-year-old phone, I mean, it's it seems like you've uh, amortized the waste factor by not buying a new one ever. I mean, some people buy a brand new iPhone every year, you know, especially yeah. if they're writing about them or or using them for photography or stuff like that. I think in a lot of cases, a feature will come up that'll have a use case that you just say, "Well, I just that's a feature I want to have," you know. Right. And uh, the nice thing about iPhones is if they're not too old, they're really easy to sell, you know, or trade yeah. in. So yeah. they get, in fact, I think Apple mentioned that, uh, I think Tim mentioned that in the, uh, in the presentation today is that a lot of iPhones that get traded in get reused. They, you know, instead of grinding mm -hmm. them up and sucking the precious metals out of them or the, uh, <laughs> right. you know, the conflict minerals or whatever they have trying to yeah. minimize. Um, and that was another thing they mentioned, too, which I thought was really, really interesting. They were talking about if you just look at a ground-up iPhone as ore, like ore that you mine out of the ground. I can't remember what the statistic was, but um, it was something like 100 pounds of ground-up iPhone has the same uh, equivalent mineral source or, or, you know, metal source that they need as... 2,000 tons of ore. In other words, you have to oh. dig 2,000 tons out of the ground. But if you have if you have 
200 pounds of ground up iPhones or whatever the actual figure was. Right, right, right. They can extract that stuff, you know. There's yeah. different ways to get it out. And Apple has been perfecting the, the way that they recycle those. So I think it's actually um, people that are environmentalists and, and ecologists and plan, this, plan for this stuff call it cradle to cradle. Instead of cradle to grave, they mm. call it cradle to cradle lifespan because it just gets reborn as some new material. And I think that's kind of more where we're heading to, you know. Because all the stuff they've mined, if they can can recapture it, then you know it's it's actually even less environmentally um, degrading. Yeah, but right, we'll see. Right. It's interesting, and it's always you know it's we, we we call these devices phones, but they're really amazing digital cameras that are also internet access devices that also happen to make phone calls. I mean, there's so much more than a phone. When you when you when you buy a phone, a smartphone, you're also buying you're buying a computer system, and 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 also an amazing camera. And that's you know a, really an important point I think for people who are into photography. Or you're going to go on a vacation and you want something with a good camera on it, because it used to be that people would you know spend several hundred dollars on maybe a point and shoot camera or a lot more on you know a digital slr or something like that or back in the day a, a, an slr film camera sure um this device that slips in your pocket and is way more convenient to use than any of those other kinds of cameras um now takes photos that are completely comparable to something that you know a high-end camera um, can take the the quality is just kind of, and has been I mean one my iPhone 11 Pro uh, has an amazing camera on it I'm not going to upgrade to the new one because I'm kind of I'm happy with the yeah. camera that I've got yeah. but the other thing is if you if you keep it in your pocket or purse you can have it up and be be uh, taking a picture in less than a second yeah you know which is even if you have the world's best SLR if it's in a camera bag you know it's so much more convenient. Yeah, yeah, it just works so well. It's 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 been a game changer for for all that kind of stuff. Completely. I mean, yeah. it's destroyed the point and click, uh, point and point and click, the point and shoot <laughs> no. camera market. It, 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 there's, I mean, they're basically you can't really buy much in the way of a inexpensive point and shoot digital camera now because we're all carrying them around in our pockets. No, but I did send you a text about the uh, the Kodak disposable Tri-X camera, isn't that cool? That made me happy. Yes, Tri-X is a film that's been around since 1940, I think, but it was one wow. of the very first uh, 35 millimeter films that uh, became like the standard for photo photojournalists and stuff like that. And a Tri-X picture just has a look to it that no other yeah. medium has. And if you um, think of the kind of the classic photojournalism photos from the 60s and 70s, yeah. those were black and white. Those were shot on Chi-X film. Absolutely. And uh, so Kodak, I don't know if it's out in the stores yet. There are other black and white disposable cameras. And I guess the quality on them is pretty interesting. And um, they're popular. People like film cameras, you know, even though you might wind up scanning the negative and putting it on your blog or your Facebook page or something. It right. still has the film look to it. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a there's definitely a just as people are nuts about vinyl albums and 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 turntables. There's a whole cadre of people who are into analog film photography, Polaroids, um, 35 millimeter film. There's a market for those old 35 millimeter cameras on eBay, and you know people are 
exploring the pleasures, just as, you know, it's really fun to bake a loaf of bread instead of going to buy one in the store. Yeah. It's, uh, it has its own rewards to being only limited to, you know, 24 shots of, 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 on a roll of film instead of, you know, 25,000. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim, guess what's, guess what's hot them. with the, um, like, 20 to 35 crowd? Cassettes. <laughs> Cassettes are in, yes. Cassettes are having a revival. There's something it's about true. them. You know, mixtapes and, and remember mixtapes and all that kind yep. of stuff. Completely. And I wonder if uh, you can still get cassette players for cars. Probably a lot of cars still have the cassette players in them. You know? I read an article about, um, yeah, that's true. I read an article about extolling the virtues of tape hiss. Yeah. And there are so, you know, so many people or musicians are recording music on computers these days. Most of them are. And there are software add-ons that you can get that will add tape hiss to your recordings. Oh, digital, they, your pristine digital recordings. Do they so, have vinyl crackle too? That's, that's also available. Yes, completely. So yeah, what's old is new. I know. Stuff. Speaking of new, there was one more feature that they announced with the um, the new iPhones. Uh, and this is something that I, I, I heard some rumors about it. I wasn't sure how this was going to, to work out. But, um, you know, there are things uh, called satellite phones that are you know, about the size of a small lunchbox with a giant antenna. And Apple decided, and this is, you know, this is one of those amazing things to me. First of all, Apple has more money that they know what to do with, you know. That, but the, the part of the money that they do know what to do with, they really put into research and coming up with this stuff. They were able in this new iPhone 14 to have a feature to have the phone actually receive with the built-in phone antenna, you don't need an extra antenna sticking out, uh, signals from, from s communication satellites, you know, that are up. These are not low orbit, you know, satellites that are for GPS or, or internet or something like that. These are the communication satellites that go whizzing overhead at 15,000 miles an hour. And it's very, very limited, but it does give the user of the phone, if they're stranded in the middle of nowhere with no cell signals around anywhere, the ability with the app they have built in to point up and the app will tell you if you're getting warmer or colder and you have to be able to point it right exactly at the satellite. You have to have a completely clear view of the sky, you know, with a minimum of, of trees and clouds and all that other stuff. And you can actually send a, um, a distress signal with it. That's really interesting. Which I think, and I think this is just the beginning of this, you know, and I'm just wondering how many millions of dollars in research and development did they have to do to get an iPhone to talk to a satellite? This is like a completely new thing that has never been done before. And it's, and it's particularly, you know, I think about this part of the world where cell service is very spotty and where the roads are twisty and often dangerous and have deer and rain and black ice and very few guardrails. Um, being able to send an emergency SOS via satellite in an area where you don't have cell service can be pretty, <laughs> pretty significant. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, hikers that are out and get stranded or get stuck in a blizzard or something like that. Uh, people that are on a long haul across the Nevada desert or, or something like that, you know, uh, it's, it's a way to, uh, and they, they described having a system where you can have, um, I mean, the, the, um, 
video that Apple showed today to announce the uh, new products had a lot of details about how they did this, but they really had to set up a remarkable relay system, including what they said is um, emergency response operators that are standing by or, or a system where actual human interchange can, can um, receive these uh, emergency distress messages. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not just a little feature where you go beep and you know everything works the way it's supposed to. They put a lot of uh, background development into this, and I, I was really impressed with that. That's that's yeah, that's remarkable. pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's available. That that service, that that SOS satellite service, is uh, Apple says is going to be free for two years yes. after the purchase of the phone. And it's easy to imagine that this will, after that two-year period, will evolve into yet another Apple subscription, you know, um, offering that um, that you can pay a monthly fee for. Um, that's because that's certainly something a business that Apple has been getting big into the last. Uh, last oh, I know. Years. Yeah, services it keeps going up as a part of their their uh, earnings, but. Um, just the fact that it works at all is is a miracle compared to it's pretty uh, cool yeah so briefly uh the the rundown of the phones there there's um as previous models um uh, uh were um there's an iphone 14 model and an iphone 14 pro uh series um each one is available with two different screen sizes the the um the max is the bigger one max that not macs uh and costs more uh, both of them, all the models have faster processors than the 13 models. Um, all of them have improved cameras. The iPhone 14 Pro models, uh, the more, the most expensive models, have kind of just really amazing, amazing cameras. Um, and for still photography and for video as well, um, amazing low light features. Uh, the ability to shoot uh, ultra high resolution video. I mean, you can and with stabilization built in, so you don't even need a tripod. Um, and uh, a, a two different screen sizes, 6.1 inch and 6.7 inch, um, which is the same are same sizes as the uh, iPhone 13 versions. Probably the most interesting. And so you know that's all great. The you know the new cameras. If you're into photography or video shooting, like I said, um, they're 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 fantastic. Um, one of the more interesting things in the iPhone 14 Pro models is they have an always-on display. Right. The screen is always on. It's not this. It's not the you know the um, the the black mirror. <laughs> yes. that, uh, that you take out at your pocket and then tap it or press a button to turn the screen on. Um, there is a screen that has the ability to be on all the time. You can turn that off if you want to get longer battery life. And when it's in always on mode, um, it can display the time and uh, information from various widgets, you know, your, your whatever, you know, baseball scores or stock quotes or news headlines, whatever you want. Um, it's an interesting feature. I don't, wouldn't see the need for that myself, but I can see the, you know, there are people who use, the, the, it basically turns the phone into a, into a desk clock and a little information reminder if you've got appointments coming up or meetings, Zoom meetings coming up. Right, you don't have to raise uh, the phone up. Just them. you don't have to raise the phone up just to see what time it is. It'll just be there. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and like I said, you can turn it off if you uh, to really maximize uh, the the uh, the, uh, the battery life. But um, it doesn't. The whole display is not on at full brightness, and right. it actually dims part of the display. You know, the less important parts. Uh, so right. the, the the time will show up visible, but if you have a photographic background, it will dim it down a little bit. And what they said in the presentation is that it'll preserve the skin tones. If you <laughs> of, well, if you have photographs of people, you know, so it'll uh, it'll it'll you, you won't look bad if your screen dims and your pictures on there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was great. No, I think that's a good feature, too. They've been they've been promoting that. And I'm not sure. Does that feature now go out with the new operating system to all other iPhones, too? Do you know if it's going to work on? Um, the always always on display. Yeah, you know if the no, always that's, on. That's the for the 14 Pro models only, um, ah. because those have a a new entirely new screen design, which yeah. is a brighter, sharper screen. Apple claims, um, and so yeah, that is that oh, is that is, you have to have the Pro the 14 Pro to have that always on display. Uh, we should mention you're tuned to KZYX and KZYZ, Philo, Willits, and Ukiah. This is Point and Click Radio with Bob and Jim, and we're talking about some of the new updated products Apple announced. There were no no new brand brand new product lines, although they had some new models. I think in, in the phones, they dropped the Mini, mm -hmm. and for the regular 14, not the Pro, they added a um, larger screen size, a Plus. Right. So if you like big phones, but not big price tags, um, they have a, a less expensive version of the large phone, which I think I think you could only get that in the Pro. I think you could get the big size only in the Pro previously. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the iPhone 14 starts at $799 and the 14 Plus, that larger screen, starts at $899. Um, that's with the smaller version of uh, smaller memory configuration. If you're going to be shooting a lot of photos, a lot of video, especially, or you know, downloading movies to watch on a plane or whatever, um, I would recommend getting more than you know the the probably what is it? I don't know. What the, 128, the I think. 128. Although I don't know if they boosted it for the 14s. I think in the 13s it was 128, is the lowest memory. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, 799 and 899 for the for the non-pro versions. The pro versions um, start at 999, and then the large version, the max version, um, starts at uh, 1099. And those both come with 128 gigs, but you can also get them with 256, which is I which I would recommend as a minimum if you're going to be doing a lot of photography yes. and video. Um, but they also come available for 512 and one terabyte models, and those are probably probably pushing two grand. Oh um, yeah, I would guess. So you know they're not cheap, um, but again, they're also just not phone. They're not just phones. Um, and if you're contemplating the plunge, you've got to kind of weigh those factors of how old is my, my current phone? Is it really starting to show its age? Is photography a really important thing to me? Um, like, not just like, you know, pictures of family and pets kind of thing, because any of the iPhone 4s are awesome at that. 
Oh, but if yeah. you're doing like semi-pro or professional photography or professional video work, um, then that's where you really kind of be, you know, kind of drooling for, or very serious amateur photography, yeah. um, thinking about the pro models. Sure. Or if you're going like in a once-on-a-lifetime vacation and you're thinking you want to get yourself a three or $4,000 digital SLR camera or something like that, try out the phone. It's actually... Mm-hmm does yeah. incredible photographs. And the other thing is the uh, the computational aspect of photography. I can't even remember what all the features they're adding, but th- they do things with uh, software in the photo results that are take it way beyond just what the hardware itself can do. And so it's amazing as far as like taking pictures in low light levels and things like that. It's It's totally remarkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We just had a caller. I didn't get to the phones in time. Oh, cool. People can go ahead and call in at 895-2448. Area 707-895-2448 is the phone number here to be on the radio with Bob and Jim. Bob's at the Ukiah studio in uh, Talmadge, California. And uh, Jim's uh, out on the coast where it's nice and cool and breezy. <laughs> Ah, we have a caller. Let's go to the phones. Hi, can you hear us? We're on the. You're on the air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I contribute to KZYX, and this is like a big giant Apple commercial. Like, like seriously, this is the biggest, longest Apple commercial in history. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, it respect, it's not because we are encouraging folks to we to make very careful purchasing decisions about the most popular smartphone in the world, and uh, a lot of people use them. And we're not saying go out and buy one. We're saying they're expensive, and you need to, to weigh your needs and your budget against them. We're trying to educate people to make a uh, an informed purchasing decision about what is the most popular smartphone in the world. But caller, did you hear? Oh, okay. Did you hear the beginning of the program? We we we're, we're covering some announcements that Apple made today. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily make it an Apple commercial. An Apple phone is not the most popular smartphone in the world. It is in America. Android is far larger than Apple. This is literally like an Apple commercial that we're all listening to, where you're like, well, it's only 900 bucks or 1200 bucks or 1100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think our audiences, I, I think our audiences, I think our audiences are, are, are people living in America right now. And actually, right now, iPhone in America sells more than Android. I just found that out. And but, actually, uh, in uh, the fourth quarter of 2021, Apple surpassed Samsung to take, to take the number one spot of smartphone uh, yeah. sales in the world. So, you know, uh, that we, you know, obviously we appreciate the comment and the call always. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are not Apple shills. No. We are trying to be uh, educating people to make a, a smart purchasing decision. If you can't swing it, you can find a much cheaper phone on the Android um, in the Android camp. Um, no one introduced major new upgrades in the Android phone market today, so and that's why we're not talking about them. I know people that are completely happy with their their flip phones. You know that, that too. Have calls and text, and that's it. And if that if that meets your needs, 
um, then then that's great. I have no no qualms with that. And it's not and an Apple commercial. We definitely encourage folks to listen to our show from two weeks ago where we basically, um, our stance toward a new phone was kind of like, who cares? Uh, we talked about the fact that the market in smartphone sales has been down because a lot of people are not finding a need to upgrade. And indeed, um, uh, both Toby and I said two weeks ago, and I said earlier tonight, I'm not going to get an iPhone 14. I have an iPhone uh, um, uh, 11 Pro, and I'm completely happy with it. I think it's a great, got a great camera, and it does everything that I need to do. So it's not an Apple commercial. It's a consumer education program. Uh, let's try another call. Hello, caller. Yes, hi. Um, you know, some days I kind of wish I had bought stock in Apple instead of putting all this money into all my Apple devices. <laughs> yeah. I'd be able to afford the new phone. I think um, they should give you stock with a new phone. <laughs> I like that. That's a great idea. Well, you know, you might laugh at this, but I actually have my favorite phone has been the iPhone uh, 5SE because it's small. And I keep just rebuying the refurbished ones. But on the other hand, I got a new MacBook Pro. But, but my point or my comment is, you know, I, I, I appreciate hearing about the, the new releases. And, you know, I listen to them. But truthfully, I feel like it's kind of like buying a car. And you kind of want to wait long enough to see which models and which years really are the best for photography, for battery life, for all this, so that... You know, it's it's kind of like know what you want it for, but also, you know, give it a give it a little time so you can see whether maybe the older models are really better for you and within your budget. So, you know, because I just feel like we jump, we all jump when Apple does these uh, um, you know announcements, and then it's like, oh great, it's just another dongle I have to buy, get my <laughs> devices to talk to one another, like, woohoo! Plus, some of us are, remember when you used to get a phone through your AT&T service, you could upgrade to the new Apple for a hundred, iPhone for a hundred dollars. So, you know, it's sure. way more complicated than it needs to be. And yeah. I always feel like if you really want to be prudent and a good purchase, consumer, wait and see, you know, and, and, and give some of the older models a chance. You know, caller, you brought up something that I hadn't thought about, but there were rumors that Apple was possibly going to switch the iPhone over to a different type of charging connector, and they didn't. <laughs> so, well, you know, no new dongles for this crop of, of that's devices. Right. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, yeah I mean, well, your point is, is absolutely valid. You know, um, this. You know, our, we have a lot of listeners who are enthusiasts, and even if they're not going out and going out to buy the latest and greatest. If I want to hear about what the latest and greatest is, because they're just interested in kind of following the 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 ever marching slog of technological um, improvement, which is not always a good thing, but it's still an interesting thing for a lot of people. Um, but you're right. I mean, refurbished phones are a great way to get a not brand new phone, but still a really good phone, um, particularly when a newer model like this comes out and when someone who, when the folks who do have to have the latest and greatest immediately put their iPhones, their 11s, their 12s, their 13s, um, you know, up on eBay uh, to, to, to sell. Oh, that's true. Well, and the, the other wrinkle is that, you know, the devices all chitter-chatter with each other. And so your iWatch is, 
is, is linked to your iPhone, and you kind of want to be able to swap pictures between your tablet, your iPhone, your and, and so you have to have devices that are all able to support more recent operating systems. That's right. So true. for those of us who have aging equipment, there's nothing worse than being told, you know, sorry, it's obsolete because, you know, all the newer devices have a newer operating system that your old tablet can't support. Yes, so, shame on you and your old tablet. It will not get the... Uh, <laughs> You, you will not be able to copy and paste between your watch, your Mac, and your tablet now with your, <laughs> right. <laughs> or something right. like that. Anyway, I appreciate you putting this out there today. I don't mind hearing about it, but I'm still going to stick with my 5 SE. Thank yeah. you very much. There Congratulations. <laughs> um, is the battery okay? Have you, were you able to get a new battery put in it? Oh, my gosh. I did have to take it down to the – oh, that's the other thing is the interface with the um, – the genius bar and and the hoops that they put you through to replace your battery. I was just like, this is such a waste of people's time and effort. And of course, I wasn't going to open my phone. God forbid you open, you know, you, you mess with these things. But but yeah, you. And then where is the local genius bar? I ask you. It's all the way down what Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa, yeah. Maybe Santa Rosa, yes, indeed. <laughs> I sent a friend of mine down there, and they couldn't believe how much fun they had. They'd never been in an Apple store before, and they said it was the people were wonderful, and they got the help they needed. They were trying to right. up, update an out of uh, uh, a vintage iPad that they couldn't get repaired, and so it went, it went well yeah. for them. But we are not. Uh, Jim and I own no Apple stock. We have no interest in this. We uh, nope. <laughs> uh, are not shills. They do not pay us to mention their products, and we cover other things too. It's just that today they happen to announce some interesting new features on some of their standard existing products. Sure. Well, I appreciate it. And I'll sign off. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Thanks for calling. Bye. Yeah, that is a dilemma when when your treasured old iPhone 5S gets so old that it's not working with any, your new iPad or your new laptop that you got. What do you do? I mean, what's yeah. what's the solution? And this is, I mean, this is a constant struggle, and and it's 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 lamentable because it does feed this endless upgrade cycle and endless growth of of e-waste. Um, and it's not the case with that. It didn't used to be this way. You know, if you bought an IBM Selectric typewriter back in the day, it probably still works perfectly today because those things were built like Sherman tanks yeah. and weighed about as much as they did too. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, I have my, my dad's, you know, 16 millimeter Bell and Howell movie camera that, again, was built like a fine Swiss watch and works oh, yeah. just as beautifully as it did back then and you can still even get film for it i know and yet just try and you know open a digital camera photo that was taken with with one of the some of the first cameras even from apple like the apple quick take oh they yeah can't. the quick take they, they, I they know. can't even be opened anymore yeah so you know the 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 endless march of technological advancements um has some negative ramifications too and um there's sadly there's no the only way to to escape it is to buy something and then pretend that nothing else is ever going to be introduced <laughs> you're never going to operate you're going to never going to up, upgrade its operating system which is often a bad idea because they can be security problems that are right. important to, to do install patches for 
You're never going to try to install some brand new app that might require a new operating system. You're going to be happy with exactly what you've got then. And for some people, that totally works. And then there's something that you want to use that you can't. I know. Or you realize, boy, I can't take the kind of pictures that I really would like to be at when I'm, you know, when I'm at a concert. I, I take a picture and it looks like, you know, everybody is five miles away and I see the other people being able to zoom in. <clears throat> and, and then you realize like, yeah, okay, I guess it's time to join that party and, uh, and, 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 and take the plunge. Right. Or the, the, uh, the manufacturer of your favorite software program that you haven't updated in eight years comes out with a feature that you can't live without, you know, right. and all of a sudden you have to buy a new computer with a new operating system and you have to go from your old, uh, old installer CDs or DVDs to a new subscription model that's costing you. <laughs> and it's all in the cloud. Yeah, uh, yeah completely. All it's, that stuff. Uh, it, it, it's a it's very much a double edged sword. Totally. Um, and we never want to come across as we are uh, mindless shills for no. technology companies. That's the last thing we do here on point and click radio. We talk about privacy issues. We talk about um, scams and ripoffs and, and ways to get the most out of your old technology, like going to ifixit.com and yes. you get a replace the battery kit yourself kit or take it to a place like the Genius Bar or to uh, you break iFix and those, those, those retailers that will do um, battery replacements for old devices. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's somewhere in our mission statement for this show. We try to help people make the best decision, not, you know, don't go out exactly. and buy the newest, most expensive Apple iPhone unless there's something in there that, that's just going to delight you and, and make it really worthwhile. One yep. of the things I've appreciated, and our, our last caller kind of alluded to it, is that um, she was talking about not being able to utilize features on an older model of something that won't connect to newer models of, of the product. But if you have the newest or relatively, you know, within a few model few models uh, within the newest, the integration continues to improve on those. And it's just mm -hmm. the, like the newest um, um, earbuds they have, the wireless earbuds, the AirPods, you can go from your phone to your watch to your desktop to your Apple TV and the connection will jump. With You don't have to do anything. It'll just automatically know it's you, know what you were listening to, switch over to that device and it's it it saves so much uh hassle you know sitting there uh, what do you call it pairing your your device with something yeah when, when that stuff works it is indeed incredible it is we also find so often here um toby and i find that we, we have a slogan that that we say all the time and that is like everything is incredible and nothing really works <laughs> There's always, you know, the Apple TV, you've got this this little box that is the gateway to thousands upon thousands of movies and TV shows. And every now and then you've got to reboot the thing. The remote all of a sudden doesn't start, doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. You know, my old TV used to go up to 13 just fine and just work until I needed to, until a tube burned out and I'd take it to <laughs> Radio Shack and I'd replace the tube. Yeah. So there's all these technologies that have these capabilities that were just unimaginable back in the day. And every now and then you have to just reboot them because they don't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's 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 a vast field, and there's really something for everybody, you know. And it just depends on what your needs are. But these are these are all-purpose devices that you can uh, educate yourself and find trainings on, and 
if you want to have a database in your on your iPhone that's like the world's greatest database, uh, it has the ability to do that. You know, and if a database is the last thing you'd ever want, no problem. You know, you can you can do other stuff like that too. I mean, the the Notes app on um, the um, iPhone, yeah. which is on all devices, it's a great. I mean. You've got your phone. It's not only just a camera. It's a notepad. You can walk around and make notes. Yeah, yeah. You can you can keep a journal in in it and stuff like that. We got a call. Let's go back to the phones, Jim. We got probably time for another caller. Oops, we missed. Sorry, caller. Try again. Yeah. Um, well, that person's hidden redial. Let's let's talk just briefly about the new Apple Watch, the right. Series Eight that they introduced. Um, a couple of interesting features that also exist in the iPhone. 14 Pro, and that is advanced crash detection. There's a little tiny part in these devices called an accelerometer that are able to detect if you've been in an auto accident, and they can automatically place 911 calls if it detects that you are and you don't respond. Um, the Apple Watch has had fall detection in it for a long time. If you take a fall, the watch will display it. It's, it, it's it, it looks like you may have fallen. Did you? And if you don't respond within a certain amount of time, it will call 911 and an emergency emergency contact that you've uh, that yes. you've put in in advance. Um, and the the iPhone 14 family and the new Apple Watches take that a couple of steps further with that um, with the uh, with the crash detection auto crash uh, detection feature, and. The, the, the health monitoring features in the Apple Watch have just gotten better and better. I mean, I very literally believe that the Apple Watch that I wear right now helped save my life um, when I had some issues a couple of years ago. And um, more than one person has reported that, you know, I took a fall and my watch, like, alerted me and helped save my life. Or I developed atrial fibrillation or a heart problem and my watch reported that. There are other devices from other companies that make these kinds of fitness bands, these wearables, as they're called. Um, Apple's done a really nice job of uh, of integrating a lot of those features into the uh, into the Apple Watch. Yeah, um, with the uh, crash detection, um, they included a segment on that in the uh, their presentation today, and apparently they went out and strapped watches to the wrists of crash test dummies and actually smashed. Smashed up a bunch of cars. That's amazing. No, it, it isn't something they just came up with in a computer. You know, they didn't. Oh yeah, no, you've got to you got to actually test that. They stuff field tested well. it. Yeah, and, and and they really put a lot of um, research into this uh, to um, you know not only have the 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 detection mechanisms in the um, um, devices themselves but to have the software that would recognize you know if it's a side impact or a front impact or a back impact or a rollover all those kinds of things you know yeah and to be able to automatically call uh call emergency um services and stuff like that no so that's pretty good that's that's new in the like you said the phone in the series eight the normal the series, watch. series eight watches yeah. yeah and uh did we mention the ultra watch we did not. Yeah. That is the crazy, big, honking, extra battery certified down to scuba yeah. diving depths version of the watch. Yeah. If there was a one more thing on, on this this presentation, it would be this ultra watch because they've never had a product like it. And it was designed in uh, consultation with uh, 
experts in mountain climbing, scuba diving, and um, I can't remember what the third activity was, maybe. Um, Spacewalking. Or distance running, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's just so packed with features. It's, it's expensive, it's 799, about 800 bucks. I'm not planning to get one anytime soon. <laughs> Now, but um, in fact, this the, also my watch. I, I have the Series Seven, which I got last year because it added uh, pulse ox, you know, blood oxygen right. levels, and um, and because of some issues that I have, it's really valuable for me to be monitoring stuff like that. Sure. Um, but when I saw the eight, it's like, yeah, no, I'm 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 going to skip scuba diving and Everest. I've put off since t until 2024. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not no going to spring for the uh, for the 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 new watch. Yeah. Let's let's take a real chance here and get one more call in. I'm going to because okay. callers are persistent. Oops. Hello. Can you hear? You're on the air. Are you there? Uh, I no. I think we've lost the last caller. Um, we're just about out of time. Um, so. Uh, obviously you can learn a lot more about everything that apple introduced yeah all across the internet apple will actually that you can watch a replay of the whole lavish um uh production where they introduce the stuff you can go to sites like macworld.com cnet.com to read more about them um we'll be talking about them as it makes sense too in future shows yeah which we will be on again uh, two weeks from today. It was um, a really enjoyable video presentation. I app uh, appreciated the production and, and um, they didn't talk at all about Macs or iPads or anything like that. So there'll probably be another one of those coming down at some point or another. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna try to play a CD. So let's just, is there anything else? Just, I just, my craft work imitation is just not, yeah, yeah. It's not up to snuff. Hopefully, next next show we'll have the the music <laughs> back. But you know, it's a break. It's a it's okay. We can have a break from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and the one thing they did introduce that we didn't talk about at all was the the new earbuds. Did they have anything added to that? Any features added that that's worth no, mentioning? I don't know. The earbuds. You know, the the AirPods. I you know. I have the I have the inexpensive the cheap ones yeah. that are kind of old, um, blah blah blah. They're a little old. A new chip, faster processing speed. I don't know why that needs to be new. New load distortion amplifier, better sound quality. Better sound quality. Twice the noise canceling capability. That's kind of interesting. That's one. Of, that's something that the AirPod Pros provide. Is that yeah? Um, you know, you can vacuum and it'll mask out the sound. Or you Longer battery life. Your lawn. Yeah. Um, new touch uh, controls on the stems. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, well, we'll be back in two weeks. You'll be back in two weeks, I think. I'll I think I'm on assignment weeks. again. Probably on assignment again. Until then, thanks everybody for listening. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.